1: 2-3 on the way. Yes, sir! Welcome to the NBA, Brandon Miller. Cross into the area, headed onward, save Kalina! Hello ball, pick the roll of Mark Williams, goes up with the right hand, bank shot, good, got it, and a foul. It's Frankie Louvu, the leading tackler and a fan favorite here in Charlotte, who made the play.
2: Young throws for the end zone, touchdown! This is Charlotte Sports Today, with your host, Jeff Ritter
3: for Grace Grill from Queen City News and Charlotte Sports live uh, Reverend Herbaceous would like you to become the first NFL female head coach for the Panthers how about that
2: <laughs> I'm flattered but nobody wants that <laughs> I am nowhere near qualified
3: uh, there's a lot of jokes in there somewhere about the last several head coaches I'll just that oh,
2: I don't know maybe there is hope for all of us. <laughs>
3: Uh, special edition of Charlotte Sports today. Uh, we'll be here till ten o'clock, and then on Tuesday, you guys can have Mac and Bone back. But in the meantime, see, I did the smart thing, Flounder. I knew nobody wanted to hear me in the morning. That's so true. What I yes. Did, knowing that I needed to to kind of rearrange the schedule to make it all work, I thought I'd go get somebody very popular people would want to hear, and I think I've succeeded by getting Grace in here.
1: What yeah, I think, think you nailed it. I think you did.
3: So there you go. So Grace, thanks for. For bailing me out and uh, and helping me out here.
2: And you guys are just pumping me up. This is good for the ego.
3: This is. This is good. Uh, use that in your next contract negotiation at work, too. Yeah. That's how that goes. I uh, hate those. <laughs> that's why you let other people do it. Uh, so, in the meantime, we were talking about this this football game coming up this weekend. And I know we'd all love for the Panthers to get out of giving the first overall pick to the Bears. Like, And, and I don't know. It might be too late for that. But it wouldn't hurt if they went on the road and won their first road game against a Jacksonville team that even if they have Trevor Lawrence, he's clearly not going to be all that healthy with that shoulder. That would be a good way to build on that great performance that the offense had, but the defense let him down against Green Bay and coming off the game-winning drive at home against the Falcons two weeks ago. I mean, there's stuff to build on here, Grace.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the Panthers have a, have a decent shot on on sunday down in jacksonville i think it'd be great to have a road win on your on your belt for the season after the way everything's gone but also it is an opportunity against a a struggling jacksonville team because i i I mean i really did think um that jacksonville was going to bounce back last week because they were what is it four straight now that Mm -hmm. they've lost is that correct they have not they have not won in
3: the month of december
1: Oh, jeez! I
2: know. It was like a string of like three or four games, I thought. Um, so I thought they were going to bounce back last week. And then that game did not go how I thought it was going to go. But um, yeah, I think the Panthers have a shot. And they, they seem in high spirits still in practice, too. And the good vibes are flowing. And I think if they can carry that into game day, why? Yeah, I absolutely think they have a shot. And I, I think the defense, that was a one-off, like, it it stinks because the offense finally got it going and they couldn't put it together. But if people are going to harp on that Panthers defense, I'm like, come on! They have kept them in games all season. I don't think that's a valid argument with that unit.
1: For, well, the for one straight thing, by the way is, yes, yeah. it's four. And straight.
3: the, the yeah, one thing yeah, that's like been that. disappointing to me about that defense is you can a good running game will just destroy that defense. Like they've not been able to shut down good running attacks. Well, and I think
2: the long. the Packers had a had a good plan against them that that's that's what they were that's what they were focused on was okay cuz i've asked this this question all season it's how do how do other teams prepare for the panthers what are they scared of with the panthers nothing cuz they're well, just We saw not,
3: for the first for the first 15 weeks they didn't even bother trying to defend more than 9 yards off the line of scrimmage
2: Exactly exactly my point so when the packers are coming into this game it's like okay what's the thing that we do have to worry about the defense and i think that's what they really attacked in their game plan of how can we take full advantage of the side of the ball that gives them any chance. And they, they did that. And it was just a, it was just a down day for the defense, which, which happens in a season. So I think they're going to, they're going to bounce back. That's a unit that they've proven that they can do big things. So I don't think I'm worried about that. The only thing that I am watching is, can this offense keep, keep this going and prove that the Packers game wasn't just a one-off and that they figured it out and can put a, a bow on, The season of what's left of it.
3: Well, one of the guys that's been, you know, who's kept pounding the entire time is Bryce Young, and it's starting to pay off. You had the game winning drive against Atlanta, you had a 300 yard game and putting up 30 points and almost another game tying field goal at the very end they just ran out of time there couldn't get the the last snap off in time so that's all coming here's what thomas davis the uh, offensive coordinator for the carolina panthers had to say about bryce and and what the source of most of his problems have been all year long and we all know this we've all seen it we've talked about it here at nauseum. interesting to hear the coaches acknowledge the problems flounder
1: Oh my bad, sorry, Jeff. Uh, give me one. Thomas, second.
2: Thomas Brown, right?
3: Thomas Brown. What did I say? Thomas. Thomas Davis, Davis. Sorry, and I was just bad. like, wait, I haven't heard That's this out. What did I he say about everybody? it? <laughs> See, I, I need. I'm, I should still be on vacation. That's the problem.
1: All right, I got you, Jeff. You
3: got it now. I thought yes. we had talked about having that, but here we go.
1: I mean, I won't say just one thing in
2: general. I think just overall, the consistency at how we've built the offense, um, having you know change from time to time is not always great when it comes to time on tasks as far as consistency goes. But I think. Us being able to again, he's a rookie quarterback who's super talented, but still being able to understand how to play in this league, uh, operating with the guys around him, has kind of been, you know, uh, more of an answer. To just one thing being the the reason that things haven't clicked as much.
3: Just pretty much acknowledging you hadn't had any time. <laughs> you know, you don't hear your coaches say that that often.
2: Yeah, those are those are interesting comments because I think that honestly, that's kind of the first time where I've heard a coach acknowledge that it is a little bit on Bryce a little bit and his his ability or lack of ability to be able to gel quickly and adapt to the, the pace of the game.
3: Well, whatever's going on, it looks like he is having fun. Brian Burns put it, pointed that out. Now, can they keep it going? Because they've not played, I mean, I know they haven't played well anywhere all year long for the most part, uh, maybe the last couple of weeks, but they have not played well on the road at all this year. And that's also that could be a problem. That that could be the next hurdle for them to get over is to play well on the road, win or lose. They gotta play and keep themselves in a football game.
2: Well the good thing is that it's not like a crazy trip. I think sometimes when it's a longer trip too, that maybe plays a part. You're not you know, when you have the like the Seattle game, like that's a long that's a long trip and so maybe the proximity, it's not a it's not as brutal as a trip, but you gotta do it. You gotta learn to win on the road
3: yeah the interesting thing to me will be uh how vulnerable will that Jacksonville team be offensively if Trevor Lawrence can't play and I know Doug Peterson was talking about him yesterday and basically said it's a pain tolerance thing for him like he's he's just got a banged up throwing shoulder and it's hard to hand off it's hard to throw thirty times in an n f l you know with the with the intensity that you need to throw with in an n f l game and I don't think they're not worried about him damaging the shoulder more it's about pain tolerance and so, I I don't know what they will do. Apparently he's never, what has he got, like 50, Flounder? Maybe you can look this up. I want to say like 58 straight starts in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, he will. He, he to be has out not
1: there. missed a start uh, yeah. since he was drafted. And the last three weeks, he's now been on the injury report with three different injuries. He had the ankle in week 14, concussion week 15, and now this week it's the shoulder joint. So, yeah, he's. Uh, he's beat up, but yeah, he's, I mean, look, either way, you're going to either play him completely banged up, uh, to the point where, I mean, I, I don't really know how effective he's going to be. I mean, you saw it last week against Tampa and then, or you could possibly face CJ Bethard, who I mean is a solid backup, but I mean, it feels like there, there's plenty of opportunity for this defense to recover from what we saw against the Packers, uh, on Sunday.
2: Yeah. CJ Bethard, two and 10 as a starter instead of oh, seven. Oh man. NFL seasons Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah I think I think when you're when you're banged up it's not I, I think it just takes the focus away a little bit of what you're trying to accomplish because you're so worried about further injuring or you're you're mentally focused on the way you move because you're so conscious of that and and managing the pain tolerance that especially at the quarterback position where you're not as locked in as managing a game now maybe that's just me spitballing but maybe he's elite and that doesn't that doesn't bother him but it's definitely a a point of attack for a defense of like all right we got him on his
1: heels let's just hound him well I mean their their offense the last couple of weeks has not been great I mean they scored seven points against the Ravens now granted the Ravens defense is tremendous we saw that against the Niners and then they only scored 12 against Tampa their bigger concern is their defense their defense has allowed 29 points per game in, the, in their four game losing streak so their defense is playing much like the Packers defense that we just saw on Sunday. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm feeling the way the offense has looked the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's definitely a, a, a golden opportunity here for Bryce and, and this offense to build on what they've been doing.
2: Are you calling the Panthers win? Are you calling it right now?
1: <sighs> I don't know if I can go that bowl. I
2: I will. <sighs> I think they win on Sunday.
1: I I. the Nero walk-off field goal. <laughs> The thing that is concerning me a little bit is the fact that it's on the road, right? Cuz they haven't yeah. done it on the road. But nah, I I I think I'll go I'll go with the Panthers. I think they find a way to win this game just because I think more than likely you'll see CJ Bethard at some point whether he starts the game or has to come in, and I think this uh this Panthers defense will be able to get after him and they'll be able to put up just enough points. So you're calling, you're both calling for Panthers win? I think the Panthers win. I think it'll be close, but I think it'll be, uh, give me 24-21 Panthers. Oh, Grace. Yeah, that's go what, that'd be
2: a walk-off. <laughs> there we go. I said walk-off, Eddie Pinero field goal.
3: Eddie needs to, kind of, uh, he needs to kind of get it back a little bit.
2: Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie did not help out with Eddie, Eddie, are you kidding me?
1: Well, the thing is, remember last year he had a similar game against Atlanta and he recovered. Like it wasn't something that spiraled out of control for him. So I think he'll be fine. I think he'll bounce back. Oh, time.
2: 100%. It's just, I love I love how, like, the fan base loses their mind. Like, a guy can miss one kick and people be like, he's terrible. This is why we need to do this. And I'm like, you do realize that he single-handedly won that game in Atlanta. Like, we have no, or against Atlanta. We have no yeah. points if it's not for him. It's just so comical to me. I'm like, Both of the ways. guy missed one kick. It sucked. And it was at a very inopportune time because that could have been the difference in the game. But
1: both of the wins, he actually scored all their points. So remember against I Houston, know. he kicked he, he kicked five field goals. Oh so g-
2: everybody needs to get off Eddie.
1: Chill that. out, folks.
2: Chill right. the heck
1: out.
3: So we're chilling on chilling on Eddie. Both of you are predicting a Panthers win. What do you a What do you got, weekend. Jeff? Uh, I think it's I think there's a reason they struggle on the road, and I think they struggle to score points again. I, I would like to see them build on what they've done the last two weeks. I I worry about the fact that they're playing now a very desperate Jacksonville team that had a big margin of error. They had started out so well, and the rest of the division was kind of just plodding along over there in the AFC South. Despite the fact that they've lost four games in a row, you guys realize that if they win that game, they clinch the South?
2: Yeah, it definitely is a game that means they have more on the line.
3: If if Trevor Lawrence plays, I think the Panthers come up short. If they play C.J. Beathard, I think the Panthers win. Oh bummer!
1: What well, the heck, Jeff? I know, man. I, I'm, a just, I'm just I'm just
3: the Mr. Buzzkill over here.
1: That's right, as always. Come on, Jeff. All I
3: Think right. you
2: need you need a pop tart.
3: <laughs> it's like need,
2: the new Snickers. You we need.
3: all need a pop tart. We'll talk about North Carolina State and uh, what was going oh, on yeah. with them this past yes. season and last night as well. You can't always be all the time about North Carolina. We could talk about their bowl performance the other night, Flounder. Let's not.
1: We did that yesterday.
3: Okay. Uh, we'll continue with all of it next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McKrispy, only at McDonald's ba da ba 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 life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you so long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
3: Good morning and welcome into our little extravaganza here. A little special edition of Charlotte Sports Today. Mac and Bone will be back on Tuesday. Uh, I know that everybody has enjoyed Hanging out with Grace Grill for the last couple of days, Grace, you are very popular here with our WFNZ listeners. So I think uh, you know we got to have more of you and and Jess and Ashley Strohline and uh, and Vashti Hurt because everybody every time those folks are on, every time you ladies are on, people dig it. They love it. Maybe we we need to do that more often.
2: I agree. We know what's going on.
3: Yeah, that's good stuff. There's a there's quite a contingent. Look at Carla Gebhart. You work with her over there. I that's mean, right. who else am I missing in the contingent here in uh, Charlotte sports media? Just terrific women.
1: Deshaun mm-hmm. Brown. She Deshaun. does a great yeah. job over yeah. at WSOC. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really talented
3: people here. We have yeah. to take more advantage of that. So there you go.
2: We deserve more credit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get an argument from me. You'll get no argument from me.
2: No, we got we've got a good group of of
3: I just women am glad in local that you media put up with us the last couple of days. We appreciate that. So
2: I told you yesterday I was like, man, I'm so flattered that you guys wanted to talk to me for two hours of your day.
3: You'll also notice that uh, the text line is now as as graceful as they have been with you. They are brutal, and if you make one tiny mistake, the entire text line lights you up. Like I, I made the nice. Thomas Davis, Thomas Brown mistake a moment ago because I was talking about keep pounding. And I was trying to make it, and I, my brain went to Thomas Davis.
1: I, I honestly panicked. Brown. I thought, did Thomas Davis say something about no. this team that I missed? No,
3: I, I. That was me. That was all on me.
2: People have never made a mistake in their life. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like.
3: Yeah, you hear that? Uh, do you get emails like after a, after a show over on Charlotte Sports Live if you made one little tiny mistake?
2: I don't. I don't read them because it's just okay. smart, yeah. smart,
3: very smart. Uh, what do you guys have coming up tonight on Charlotte Sports Live? What, what's the uh, thing that we'll be talking about mostly?
2: Oh man, I haven't checked my email yet today. Normally, normally I am thinking about waking up at right now yeah. <laughs> to get my day started. Um, but yeah, we'll have we'll be talking Panthers this week. I'm sure we've got some exclusives to go over. I think Carla Carla Gebhart put together a a little piece of all our top stories from this year that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, yeah. Should be a should be a good show. We'll be talking, right. I'm sure, Hornets.
3: All the stuff uh, look, we've covered here. Yeah, Hornets play again in Phoenix tonight. They've lost nine games in a row. They never really were in it. And then somebody had pointed out in the text line a little while ago, like, is there a worse team in the league in the third quarter? I might point to Detroit, who's lost twenty eight games yeah, in a row. But be this worse. is it's a really shorthanded team right now, and that's not making excuses. But the schedule's not doing them any favors, and this is really the wrong time of year to be missing guys like Williams and Ball and Hayward because they're outgunned most nights anyway. You take those three away, you put them on a long West Coast road trip. It's not going to go well, Grace.
2: Yeah, and I think I think the goal, Steve Clifford talked about this before they started this West Coast swing, was the goal was just to... How how healthy could they remain? You're playing on the road. You're playing a brutal schedule. They can't afford to have more injuries. I think the goal is just to keep everybody as healthy as possible to get through this stretch.
3: Yeah, last time they played okay, I mean, uh, they had those back-to-backs against Miami. I thought they played pretty competitive games against Miami. They lost both those. They lost by a bucket here at home. Then they lost uh, down the stretch the next night in Miami. Uh, They played pretty well at home after that against New Orleans. But after that, Grace, I mean, they they lost by 53 to Philadelphia, if you remember that one. They then lost by 15 to Toronto. They lost by 31 to Indiana. Uh, They did play really well against the Nuggets at home the other night. Only lost by seven there. Had a chance down the stretch. And then they lost, uh, again, with a bad third quarter against the Clippers, uh, earlier this week, they lost uh, to the Lakers last night, and now they got the Phoenix Suns tonight. So it's it's been a tough stretch.
2: Does it drive you nuts that they almost give you a sense of false hope because you see that like how they played the Nuggets? Now I I I would say Denver would say that's that wasn't the best game that they played. So you have to take that into consideration. But does it drive you nuts to see those those spurts of like? You guys can be competitive, and you guys can be good. It's just we can't do it consistently.
3: And they got to find a way because they've only won twice in the last 30 days, Grace.
1: I mean, it's, uh, is, is it, it's, it's hard, I guess. I mean, I guess it's frustrating, but it's hard to be, like, too angry because every time that you look, somebody else is getting hurt. Like, last night you get Brandon Miller back. That's great. But you still don't have Mark Williams. I got to be honest. I cannot believe how long Mark Williams has yeah. been out. That seems like a such injury, a minor. Right? I uh, I think you're right. Back injuries are tough though. They yeah, can be tricky. Never, you, but you I you wake mean, up
2: yeah.
3: in the morning, you think you're feeling better then you wake up the next morning and you can't move. Yeah. And You've that's the thing, man.
1: With Lamelo before. out, like you really, if you had him and Brandon Miller, I think you could feel like you could be competitive in a lot of well, these games.
3: Especially on a night like last night when you're trying to play against Anthony Davis, who's having a little bit of a resurgence in his career, and he's been able to stay healthy. Like, Without Mark Williams, you're in big trouble against a team like the Lakers and Anthony Davis. And no offense to Nick Richards, but it's not the same.
2: Did you guys see that? Um, I always say his name wrong. Sham Sharania? Yeah, that? you got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. You got it? I think it was his report or someone else's, but they were talking about there being a possible trade with, with, the, with the Pistons and the Hornets?
1: Yeah, we talked that? about it on our show. Um, we talked about it on the Kyle Bailey show the other day. So he said that Miles is one of four guys that the Pistons are supposedly looking at as a potential trade candidate. Um, now, that the interesting part with Miles is that because of the qualifying offer that was extended to him, he, he basically choose. has a no-trade clause. So people have said that's where he's from. Maybe he'll be intrigued about going back there. Um, But at the same time, I mean, that team is, I don't know. Abysmal. Yeah. And
2: young, just like the Hornets. So I don't, I don't know that that makes a, a whole lot of sense, but I, it'll, I'm already on the off season for them. That's terrible. But I think.
1: If they're interested, no chance. Like you, you have to see it through. Unless there is another contender that's willing to give you more for them.
2: Well, and I, I'm curious to see if, if with new ownership and and whatever happens, if they make just big moves of just like we need to completely rework some things here.
3: Isn't that kind of the the off season mm-hmm. blueprint for the Hornets for like the last eight years?
1: Well, this is different though, right? It's new owners. Like yeah. you would imagine, I. Can't see Mitch Kupchak coming back, even though I'm one of the dudes that thinks that Mitch Kupchak has done a better job than some people want to give him credit for. Um, Because, you know, he's a Michael guy, he won't be back. I highly doubt Steve Clifford will be back, especially, I get it, there's a lot of injuries that you're having to deal with. Um, It's not all your fault, but like, your specialty is the defensive end of the floor, and they have looked abysmal on defense at times this year. Um, so, And you're going to lose certain guys to free agency. Like, Miles is not going to come back. I'd be absolutely floored if he comes back. He wanted to be an unrestricted free agent last year. So why would you not want to make those types of moves to try to get a fresh start now with the new owners, new GM, and probably new coach?
2: So when you talk about that, like, Okay, you're putting the defensive stuff on Steve Clifford. I like Steve Clifford, um, but for me, it's he can't go out there and and play. Like they've had these same players now, and at some point, it, it like the players have to go out and execute it. Like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And for me, it's like you can, you're saying like he's not coaching them, right? And they're just not going out and executing. Like for you, for you, from a coaching standpoint, is it just the mo- like he doesn't know how to motivate the guys to go out and play for him? Is that where you're coming from? Uh, or he doesn't have a plan for the defense?
1: I think he would probably be the fall guy more than anything. Um, he was put in a bad spot anyways. I do think part of it, is probably a little bit on motivation. Now now look, certain guys like Miles, Miles has almost never been interested in in defending. That was a problem with him before. That was something that was pointed to very often with him. I think with Steve, the, the thing that you kind of look at is it's gotten worse under him than it was under Borrego. Like that team, that team struggled defensively under Borrego. but I mean look at the look at the stretch of games we're talking about last night. 133. Uh, They let up 144 to the Pacers. And I get it. The Pacers are a really good offensive team. But, I mean, 135 to the Sixers, like, it's just so consistently, you see teams putting up like 120 or more on this team. I feel like more than any team in the league. Other teams just can't score. But the Hornets, I mean, defensively, it's just there are nights where guys just do not look interested at all in defending.
2: I I think that be said league-wide though like that's why i've become somewhat disinterested with the nba in recent years because like to me it's who played basketball Mm -hmm. like that's why i watch college basketball more because it's it's more true to that game because you do have to play both both sides but how do you like with with pro athletes in high school in college there's a motivation Mm -hmm. like you can be benched oh well you want to play in college well then you have to play or you have to be recruited and you have how, how do you motivate the pro athlete who's going to collect a check no matter what?
3: It, and that's, you know, there are a lot of questions like, when is LaMelo even going to be back? How long is Mark Williams going to be out? And one of the problems is, it's not really a problem. I guess it is from a, from a public information standpoint. Teams just don't give timelines anymore especially in the NBA. Have you noticed that over the last few years, Grace? NBA teams don't give you a timeline of when someone's expected to return. And I don't know if it goes back to, remember when Derrick Rose got hurt, uh, hurt his knee and had surgery with the Chicago Bulls the year after he was an MVP? And they kept giving a timeline to come back and it kept getting pushed back. And he kept telling them, I'm not ready, and the doctors cleared him, and they said medically he's fine, and he said, I'm telling you, my knee is not good. It doesn't feel good. I'm not ready to come back, and it got to be a whole thing where it caused a divorce between the Bulls and Derrick Rose, and I kind of feel like ever since then it was a watershed moment for the whole league. Teams just don't talk about return timelines anymore. You're out until you're out. And it leaves fans wondering, like, is Lamella Ball going to be out for another two weeks? Is he going to be out for the next two months? Is Mark Williams coming
1: back anytime before the end of January? We just don't know anymore. We just don't know. Well, the Hornets won. The, the, the other thing with the Hornets, the reason they may not give extended timelines on it, is the Hornets had a situation, It was, I believe it was Borrego's final year, Where Gordon Hayward gets injured, I think it was a shoulder injury if I remember correctly, and they basically give a timeline. They say, hey, he's going to be back towards the end of the regular season or at the end of the regular season. Well, he didn't play the rest of the year. And so people are wondering, people start asking questions. Does Gordon just not want to play? When, in reality, they reveal after the season, oh, no, he had a severe shoulder injury. He actually had to have surgery on it, and we just didn't really—we wanted teams to have to prepare as if Gordon Hayward would possibly play. So, I think that could be part of why the Hornets kind of keep things under wrap, but I mean, yeah, I think it's—honestly, it's every sport, though, right? Like, injury reports now, I mean, it's shocking. I mean, you're the hockey guy lower oh body, my upper extremity. Oh my gosh, you got a dude in hockey, guy gets hit in the head, they have to stretcher him off because he's clearly got a concussion, and they say, upper body, questionable to return. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's coming back tonight, fellas. I, I but gotta be honest. let me ask you this, though.
3: A- and a lot of people say, hey, because of the gambling is so prominent, whether it's fantasy, whether it's actual, you know, you're betting on the games at FanDuel that, that the league should be really forthcoming about these injury stuff, and the leagues believe that. But I've also, like, if you're an individual player... What what happened to your medical privacy, man? Do you, do you sign all those rights away just because you're playing a publicly watched game? Hit. Do you have to tell people exactly what's going on with you medically?
2: I'm gonna. You want a hot take? Yes. This might this might throw some people off. Oh, we love it. I, I'll put this out there. I am not a sports bettor. i am just I'm, I don't, I don't bet on well, same sports.
1: Same here. Same here. Yeah. But I
2: hate that. Sports betting has dictated almost some things that the that leagues do. I'm like, that is a separate thing. I think the end, of, like, uh, who was it? The Falcons that were fined for B. John Robinson's week seven injury report or whatever, where he wasn't listed. And one of the, the main reasons was because, like, sports betting people were mad because that wasn't... That was something that they would have taken into consideration to bet. I'm like, yes, dude, that is on you. Like, sports betting is totally separate from the NFL, and you guys just bet on these games. It's called betting. Like you,
1: remember Joe put Burrow. your
2: odds on something. You take that risk. That's what it is. It's almost like they want insurance for the risk they're about to take. Like what?
1: Remember Joe Burrow has the has the injury to his hand, and they saw it when he came. What was it? I think it was when he either arrived to the airport or something like that, and he had it taped up. They are. I believe they're still actually investigating that because yeah, it does influence the lines and everything like that when when you're betting. So yeah, I mean, Jeff, I know you're you're big into that. Does that does that stuff bother Chris. you? Really? No, I agree. I agree with it. Look, I've felt Hail. this way all
3: the time because I, look, I I didn't play anywhere near the NFL, but I played small college football, and I just know I didn't even tell my 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 trainer sometimes if I was hurt because I just wanted to play so bad. I didn't want it to be. I just didn't want it to be a distraction unless I literally couldn't run or move. If I was banged up and had sore ribs or an ankle that was really sore, I wasn't telling anybody. Okay, I so- didn't think it was anybody else's business. And I agree with Grace. Like, if you're going to bet on these games, if I bet on a game, then that's on me for not for not figuring that stuff out. And I, I, I have no compunction. I feel nothing... For somebody who got screwed out of a bet because they weren't given all of the information, I agree with with Grace. It's part of the game that you play. If you're going to go into the gambling thing, I don't think that the NFL, I think that they need to be vigilant to make sure there's nothing funny going on, that nobody's trying to move a line or influence a bet or do these kinds of things. I think that's because of those kinds of things. They're trying to be so transparent that nobody could ever accuse them of, of trying to do that. But here's the other part of it. You could make gambling illegal again and take away all the sports books in the world. It's not going away. People were doing it before the sports books ever existed. They were just doing it in offshore accounts, or they were doing it with you know, Anthony's uncle down the street or whatever it happened to be. It's been going on forever. They're just trying to put it out in, in the sunlight where everybody can see everything that's going on.
2: Well, and that's fine. Yeah, I, that's fine. I'm not saying it needs to go away, but when you bet on a game, I, I just don't like that they think that the NFL should have, or, or whatever sports league it is, should have a responsibility to do certain things to give you a better a better opportunity to make a better bet. It's like, no, you're gambling. That is something so separate. This is our product, and you just happen to have this little entity on the side that bets on our product, but we are not, I don't know. I, I To me, it's just... That's the whole point of gambling. Like you are gambling. It's I, I don't know how to define. I mean, they're not going to give the you. What's definition of? Gambling?
1: They're not going to give you your money back if like. Do you think that people who bet on the Jets in the first game of the season, Aaron Rodgers pops his Achilles four plays in? You think they're saying, "Well, you know what? We'll give you your money back." Yeah. No, you take that risk. Exactly. So- it's
2: all about risk.
3: All right. Uh, quick timeout. We're going to finish up the week strong. Grace, I know you have some closing thoughts, anything you, you didn't get to, you want to talk about it or get off your chest, whatever it happens to be. We're here for you, Grace. We've got a few minutes to go here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
3: Head down the stretch She's making that final turn In the 400 Blowing everybody away It's Grace Grill Charlotte uh, legend I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just say it now Oh Uh, man A a burgeoning Charlotte sports legend Right here There we go Grace Grill There it is every time we mention the word grace grace grill that's what we'll have you guys own you own the text line i mean i don't
2: don't make the rules
1: i don't make the rules
2: where did you even get that
1: that's from one of the interviews that you did with us i see i came prepared all right i didn't know what the intro was going to be like to the show this week so i came prepared and uh i made sure that we had something that had your name in it so that we would know who you are she is grace grill exactly that is so funny you're
2: on it (laughs) <laughs> I know, I mean, because I know the work it takes to produce these types of shows. I'm just like, wow, that was, if you just pull that out of a hat, that was.
3: Hey, for all the grief stuff. we give Fiddy and Flounder and uh, Smoke, they do a fantastic job. They they really help make these shows go. They yeah, do It's really the
1: great. Shrop kid that we're just like, what does this guy do? Shrop Oh, he yeah. came I'm just in, kidding. I'm addition. just kidding.
2: He came in with a Wayne Gretzky jersey on that he was very excited to show off.
1: Wayne Gretzky King's jersey. Yeah. Jeff, he's pumped about this one today.
3: Uh, bad QB and TV evaluator wants to nickname you Gangsta Grills with a Z. Yeah.
2: Not really feeling that one. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I don't know that that suits my personality.
3: Oh, man. Uh, what what have we not gotten to over the last couple of days that you really wanted to talk about? Anything?
1: Uh, I think I speak for Grace when I say uh, no, NC I State's bowl Grace. loss. I wasn't
3: asking about you. I was asking Grace.
2: I mean, I know we're not in a baseball market, but we didn't talk a lot of baseball.
3: Oh, uh what is what is there to say other than that Shohei
2: i think Otani my yankees Dodger are man. actually going to be able to hit a ball this season and that is so exciting
1: oh plus did you see the report yesterday that they could possibly be looking at corbin burns from milwaukee so you could have garrett cole and corbin burns i mean what smart. what a one-two punch that would be at the top of the rotation now the problem is does it really matter with what the uh, Dodgers have done this offseason. You spend over a billion dollars. See, I think
2: they set themselves up for for some. I mean, epic
1: failure.
2: It's very has possible. Proven that. Look at look at the Yankees. That no matter how much money you spend, it doesn't matter. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Are you kidding me? Look at the O's this year. They had at one point they had their entire their entire forty man. I think was less than Garrett Cole's. Contract.
1: It's insane. These teams that you've seen, these smaller market teams that chaos. have done a great job of making you know, the the right strategic moves. It's, it's teams. I mean, we said it with the Braves. It's teams that have built right. through their system where, I mean, you see it with, with the Yankees. I've seen it recently with the Mets. It's going to be interesting to see what the Dodgers look like because they've they've always been one of those teams, right? That's kind of teetered back and forth. Like especially their pitching, they've always kind of leaned with the guys that are in house, try to build them up, but they try to get aggressive when it comes to the position players.
2: So we'll see. What I love about baseball and what I what drives me nuts about it is that you could build the perfect team and it doesn't matter. Look at the Braves. I watch them all all season it drove my grandparents nuts because they're big phillies fans phillies <laughs> are, phillies are my nl team like because they're from you know
1: oh whatever. boy that's gonna
2: but, be a bryce well. guy
3: you big what bryce that? guy so i you think your bryce big harper bryce guy, whether it's bryce harper or bryce young you're a big bryce person yeah there you
2: go um i like bryce young everyone likes to say i'm a bryce young hater i like bryce young Who
3: said anything about that
2: because you guys keep setting me up for it i say one no. thing on this show And I'm a Bryce hater. I like Bryce Young a lot. It just, I, I, as I said, that pick, what they gave up, no matter who it was, was just too much. But anyway, back to baseball. I, I I honestly thought the Braves were going to win it. Like that, that team was just so stacked up and down all season long. They were hitting the, everybody. I think there were six guys that they ended up with that had 20 or more home runs. Six guys in that lineup that hit 20-plus homers. That's insane. And then you see what happens in Philly. It's just You just never know with baseball, and that's why I love it,
1: because it's chaos.
3: Right. I'm just happy a, the Astros. I'm just glad that I was able to get the Yankee
1: talk out of the way for both of you. <laughs> I'm not a Yankee fan. He's a Mets no, fan. You were, you were, I have to sit here and but look at him right with a the Mets hat Don't on. you dare downplay my misery, Jeff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I personally... Have become a huge Shohei
3: Atani fan and I hope he just kills it with the Dodgers and his new team. The Angels just don't know how to do baseball and they were wasting him. And I think he and his team realized that Hit man, Trout. he didn't have to move. He stays in Los Angeles with his family. I I am I like everything about the way he plays. He plays with passion. He does things we've never seen. A person do before, and I know it's going to take time for his arm to come back. He's probably going to pitch this coming year, but I hope he has nothing but success out in Los Angeles. And that comes from a Reds fan.
2: Oh, I like the Reds.
3: Comes from I Reds, feel like you're...
2: Cincinnati is a low key great baseball town.
3: It is. It's just they can't win. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, well, they they maybe been, they'll be able to win moving decades. forward. It's yeah, a minute. I mean, Ellie De La Cruz yeah, gives them a little exciting. bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stud. No,
3: I've told this story before. Colin and I have bonded over being Reds fans. My first baseball game ever when I was a kid was at the old Riverfront Stadium. And you talk about a lot of fun, my introduction to Major League Baseball. I'd watch it on TV all the time. But I was visiting some relatives for the summer and and had a really good time out there. And they took me to a Reds baseball game. And it was uh, Johnny Bench hit yeah. a two-run homer in the bottom of the 12th and that was my introduction to Major League Baseball.
2: Who was their shortstop in the 70s? Their, Dave Concepcion? Yeah, my dad so my dad was a shortstop and he he always talked about I mean he was a Yankee fan but he always loved that Reds that Reds team cuz he liked he liked Concepcion.
3: Yeah, you talk about the, the that infield man, you were talking about Joe Morgan, Pete yep. Rose is over there at third base, Johnny Bench was catching, had George Foster and King Griffey Sr. In the outfield.
2: Yeah. A lot of fun. Stack team.
3: It was fun I didn't team. know you were a Reds fan. Big Red machine. Yeah, I am. I thought I'm you were a sure Rockies like fan. That. Yeah, I, huh. I
2: was going Denver.
3: Do they, we don't really have a Major League Baseball team in Colorado, though.
1: Oh, oof. I mean, when was the last time they made the World Series? It was relatively they got, recently. They got
3: swept their only World Series appearance. Yeah. They got swept. They've never won a World Series game. They were swept by the Red Sox, and they've not been the same since and just haven't been competitive since. And every time they've become that franchise that every time they have a superstar, whether it was Troy Tulowitzki, whether it was uh, Gonzalez, whether it was Todd, Hel- Todd Helton they kept, but anybody after him, after As soon as it was time for a new contract, boom, off he goes to another team. I feel That's like
2: Denver it. would be a great baseball town. That's The stadium looks beautiful. I have some it's friends out in Denver. That yeah, it's a fun
3: place to go. Love it. But it's just horrific. Maybe the worst ownership in all of professional sports. Oh, man. For the Colorado Rockies. Really? Really? really bad. Over, over? Really bad. Oh, in all of sports or yeah. baseball? In all of sports. Certainly baseball, but all of sports.
2: Really? Against like the O's and the Pirates?
3: Yeah, go look at the Rockies. The last ten,
1: the, ace, years. the ace. the A's, oh, yeah, the Ace is probably the bottom of the barrel there. I
3: don't know. The Montforts are pretty, pretty, pretty poor. But anyway, uh, so now we've all gotten those things off of our chest. That's good. And we were talking. How about that baseball on the last regular that's morning how you, show that's how you of walk WFNZ in Charlotte? That oh, I see what you did a Walk there. off there. Very, very nice, <laughs> uh, flatter, You did. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was asking the question about Grace, but. You were you mad? I mean, you brought up North Carolina State. Usually, you don't have nice things to say about North Carolina State.
1: Oh, I mean, no. This should be brought up, uh, Jeff. Didn't they? Didn't they have a fantastic win in the Pop Tart Bowl to get their second all-time uh, double-digit win season? Oh no. Oh, I forgot about that. No, that's right. You got beat by a team that had what is it? Probably like twenty players out due to the transfer portal. The draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, just just wanted to make sure that people knew that. That's rich. You you
3: commenting on people being out for North Carolina is rich.
1: No, but what I'm saying is they they had almost a fully stocked roster. Only guy that was out for them that played a significant role was Peyton Wilson, and they felt like they were, oh, this is a guaranteed win. They don't have Will Howard. State's not a
3: bad program,
1: though. But they didn't have their starting quarterback. They lost both of their starting cornerbacks, I know. They've lost a lot of talent. Um, I will say this, though, in all seriousness – like, Chris Kleiman, what a heck of a coach that dude is for Kansas State. My God, the way that they have picked up kind of where Bill Snyder left off. Like, you look at them. Moving forward in that Big 12, they got a chance to be pretty freaking good. But, yeah, for State fans, I mean, look, congratulations. You beat Carolina. But, again, what do you have to show for it? You still cannot win double-digit games. It is So I feel, I
3: feel compelled now to bring up the fact That your program has wasted the efforts of Mitch Trubisky, Sam Howell, and Drake May. That's
1: right. haven't even gotten to a New Year's bowl game. Uh, That would be 100% wrong. Uh, They did get to a New Year's bowl game. And how'd that go? I mean, they lost to a fully stocked Texas A&M team when they had a couple of guys sitting out. But, I mean, at least we got there. I, I mean, I hate to break it to you. At least I we mean, were in the I mean, game. Let's
3: let's let's be ranked in the top ten every year until the beginning of December, and just lose everything from there on out. I'm just saying. If you're going to bring up that stuff, I'm going to let I'm going to let you know
1: how things are going for your program. I mean, trust me, you ain't got to let me know, dude. <laughs> we had to end it with this. This know, is how we end the show. Because, but Flounder
3: immediately goes to the negative with things. That's that's his default.
2: He's from New York.
3: That's true.
1: See, my God, I'm And his middle you. name is Rosario. Grace, Grace just gets me. You're from New York. You always go negative. It's true. You, uh, This is my thing. You think I'm bad? You should really meet my father, my dad. I mean, right now, the Rangers playing great hockey. This dude, if they lose a game, they need to make changes. They need someone fired. They, uh, it's just, so, yeah, you think I'm negative.
3: Anthony Come is on. also not afraid to fire people. Consistently and with regularity.
2: I feel like you guys do yeah. that a lot on this station.
3: Oh, whoa, whoa, now
2: that's like a hot. I feel like that's radio in general. No, I didn't mean that as a shot. Like I feel I, like I try okay. not to
3: fire people. I don't like firing people. I'm not a big fan of that. Except us here at the station. Who's gotten fired since I got here? I don't know, buddy. Zero. You got to Like honestly, if anybody ever gets fired by me, they pretty much have it coming hard to go.
2: You're on a tight uh, ship around here.
3: Uh, Grace, thank you so much for the last couple of days. The text line and the listeners have fallen in love with you, as I knew that they would. Uh, you're smart. You know what you're talking about. You're articulate, and we want to have you back soon. Well, thank you
2: for having me. I was uh, I was happy to join you guys, and uh, I guess we'll give the reins back over to, to Mac and Bone. I'm sure it, it sounds like they have been missed.
3: They have been missed, and we didn't even give you the, the uh, audio of Mac and trying to get his mom sauced. You can go find that. I'll out have on to go Twitter find out. that. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you so much for having me.
3: Thanks, Grace. Appreciate it. And Anthony, I've had a good time uh, going back and forth with you too, believe it or not. Yes, so sir. It's, have a good it's weekend, been tremendous. Man. You we'll too, talk man. to you soon. Uh, we've got Fiddy and Smoke and you and Spitty coming up next. Who's, who's on yeah, the, the whole crew's back.
1: Now? One last day of uh, the show we're calling The Replacements. And then uh, you will be back in that <laughs> slot next week, Jeff. Yep, Tuesday. Everything will be back to normal for... 2024,
3: thanks for a great 2023. Thanks for making the morning show and Kyle Bailey number one in this uh, latest ranking. Uh, Nielsen and the station overall is doing really well. We appreciate all of you. Love you all. Have a great, safe weekend and new year. And Grace, I'll run into you in a press box soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys.